Welcome everybody to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Juba, helping you find happiness and joy on your homesteading journey. Today is April. We're already into April 5th, 2023. And this is episode number 20. Sorry, not right. We're not in the 20s. We're in 73 is what I was going for there. Um, Episode 73. So today we're going to talk about something that may not seem very homestead hippie related, um, but sometimes I like to do episodes about completely different topics that can still somewhat relate. So today's topic is going to be how to save money when going back to school. So to me, it may not be homesteading related But saving money and frugal living, I think, can be homestead related. So that's why this is here today. So we're just going to dive right into it. I've got a lot of things that apply to possibly a lot of different people. And there are a few things I'll talk about that are veteran specific. And I will make sure I specifically mention that it's veteran specific while I'm talking about it. So the first thing you can do if you're interested in going back to school, maybe you know somebody that's interested in going back to school, maybe your kids are going to school, whatever it might be about a college education, the first thing you can do to help pay for school is to fill out a FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A. You can find them online. They do take some time to fill out and they do require like previous tax year tax return information. So you will need to have that handy. I will say you could probably have it done in about an hour or two, get the FAFSA completed. So why should you fill out a FAFSA? So for me, I've filled out my FAFSA many times in the past. Part of it is because you can get like a what's called a Pell Grant through there. So your Pell Grant is grant money, which means that money is given to you. And it does not have to be paid back. It's not given directly to the college. That Pell Grant goes to your bank account. And you can decide, okay, with the money I got for my Pell Grant, I'm going to either put that towards books, put that towards tuition, whatever kind of fees there may be. You get that choice. So another thing that goes along with the FAFSA is they will give you information on how much you're approved for with their, like, I think it's a federal student loan. So you can get student loans that way. I'm sure there are other ways to get student loans. I personally have never had to take out a student loan. So I don't know all of the ins and outs, but I know every time I fill out my FAFSA, they give, well, when I fill out the FAFSA in the past, they gave me two options, the Pell Grant, and then they gave me the option of some kind of student loan as well. So the FAFSA can definitely help you. I can't guarantee that everyone's going to get the Pell Grant. I can't tell you exactly how much you're going to get in the Pell Grant. It really depends on the information you're putting on that FAFSA. How many credit hours are you taking of a college education? How all the things, what's your income like? What's your family like? You know, all those things factor into how much you may get with the Pell Grant or with a loan. And there's not like an income cap. So I wouldn't say, oh, if you make more than $50,000, don't even bother putting in for the Pell Grant. It's not like that either. There's not a set like cutoff where it's not even worth your time to finish filling out. So definitely if you're going back to school part-time or full-time, doesn't matter. One semester, two semesters, three, doesn't matter. 
fill out your FAFSA. And this is like FAFSA season right now, so go ahead and do it now. Another thing that you can do, a lot of places offer tuition assistance for just working for their company. I believe like Walmart, if you work for Walmart, has tuition assistance. When I was in the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps had tuition assistance. Any branch of the military, there is tuition assistance. I'm not going to quote exactly how much it is for which different company. That's something you'll need to ask about and look up on your own based on where you work. So this one could be military specific, but it doesn't have to be. There are lots of companies that offer tuition assistance. So usually tuition assistance, there's a cap on it. And whatever company you work with or for, for the government, whatever it might be, they will say, we will pay you, well, not pay you, we will pay your school for either this amount of courses or this amount of money, whatever one it might be for your employer. And once you hit that cap, you have to wait till the next year to use tuition assistance again. And there might be rules as to how much, how many years you can get tuition assistance, just depends on where you work. So I think tuition assistance is a great way to start plugging away at your degree and get it paid for, um, which kind of leaves me with another way you can kind of get some classes paid for are scholarships. There are so many scholarships out there, people that are willing to pay for your degree, your work. Maybe they don't offer tuition assistance, but they might offer a scholarship of some sort at your job. If they don't offer anything, ask anyway. And maybe they just never had thought about it before. And maybe now they want to offer it because they realize someone's actually interested in continuing their education. So it doesn't hurt to ask. The worst thing you could do is be told, no, I'm sorry, we don't offer that. And we don't plan on offering that. And you say, okay, thank you. So not only can you get a scholarship through your job, but you can also apply for all the scholarships that are online. So I will say there are some like scholarship websites where you fill in your information and they apply on your behalf for like 100 different scholarships or something like that. I can't guarantee how well that works. I've never done one of those sites before. But if you have basically anything in your life that's sort of significant, there might be a scholarship specific to that. So for me personally, when I'm looking up scholarships, I'm looking up scholarships specific to women going back to school and continuing their education. And I look for scholarships specific to military veterans or military women or Marine Corps veterans or Marine Corps women veterans. Like you see how specific you can get with your search terms to try to find scholarships that apply to you. If you had any kind of health issue when you were growing up, that can apply. If if you had a horrible family life growing up, maybe a broken home, whatever it might be, all those things, there may be a scholarship out there for you. Just depending on what it is, it may not be a lot, but every little bit helps and counts for some kind of scholarship so you don't have to pay out of pocket as much to go back to school and get an education. So something else that I have on here besides that is to, um, sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, the, okay. So something that I did a lot of as well was I took what's called CLEP tests, C L E P 
and Dante's test, D-A-N-T-E-S, and Dante's is also called D-S-S-T test. I took a lot of both of those tests, so you might be wondering, what does that even mean? So you can test out of college classes. You can, that's it, that's it. That's the simple, short answer. You can test out of college classes. It does cost money to sit and take these tests, and the fees do change every year. When I was taking them, I think they were 80 or $90 per test. And I did look them up before this episode, and it looks like the Dante's tests are about $100. And the CLEP tests starting July are going to be $93, but right now they're $90. So you can take these tests. Some of them you could take remotely from your house. Other ones you can take at a testing center, either on a military base, if you have military base access, or you can take them at some kind of college or university near you. They will offer a testing center for these CLEP and Dante's tests. So the CLEP and Dante's tests, they're on so many different subjects. The reason I got into them is when I was in the military, you could take these tests for free. They didn't cost a dime to actually take the test. So I was like, you know what? Let me just try. See how it goes. So my goal was to take a test every two weeks on a completely different subject. And I tested on things like college mathematics, natural science, biology, macroeconomics, microeconomics, intro to psychology, business law, all these different things. I will say some of those tests for my university counted for six credits instead of three. So if you think about it that way, the test may cost you $100, but even if it only counts for three credits, you can't touch a college class for 100 bucks. You can't touch six credits for $100 at any kind of school anywhere. So that's how I looked at it, and I was able to take most of my tests while I was in. I had to take three of them when I got out, so it wasn't too bad at all. So how do you study for these tests? I also clepped out of uh, humanities. I'm telling you, there's everything. Um, So I would get, they have study guides for CLEP and Dante's tests for that specific subject, whatever it is you're trying to test out of. So I would either go to the library and see if the library had one of the CLEP tests, or I would go to Amazon and buy like the used version of the book. And I would read the book through, but I'm not the kind of person that can read something once that I just immediately know it. So I would read the book through any major term, like any major word with a definition or any major concept, I would write on like a flashcard basically. And so once I read the book through, most of the books are around between 100 to 200 pages. So they're not huge, but they're not tiny either to get through So once I made my flashcards, I would spend like the first week reading the book, making the flashcards, and I would spend the second week drilling the flashcards and taking the practice tests at the end of the book. And then I would sit and take the test. So all in all, I, my college, I tested out of 58 college credits, which is basically an associate's degree, all through CLEP and Dante's tests. So I think they're totally worth the money. They're totally worth the time and the effort. You do not have to do one every two weeks. If you would rather study and do one every month or every quarter, one a year, whatever it might be for you, I think they are a really useful tool. And I think not enough people 
talk about them. So really great. Look into where a testing center is near you. Look into maybe what that university charges. Sometimes you will only pay the testing, like the fee to CLEP or the fee to Dante's. If it's 90 bucks, 100 bucks, other times the testing center at the university will charge a fee. So I would look all of that up as well, where the testing center is, how much money it is to take this test at that testing center, which ones do you want to start with, what falls into your actual, uh, your plan, like whatever degree you're going back to school for, what tests will fit into that academic plan that you need. So I wasn't just taking random tests to take random tests. I was very strategic and I looked ahead of time at my academic plan and said, I don't want to sit through this course, this course, this course, or this course. I'm testing out of those. And some of the other tests I took, took up a lot of my electives. Now I did want electives, some of my electives because I am a nerd. So I did enjoy taking just some fun classes like Western Civ, and I took a Jane Austen class. That was an English class I took, and I took some really cool classes. So, But it's definitely worth, I think, testing out of some of your electives and testing out of some of those gen ed courses that maybe you don't want to sit through or go back through. So Clep and Dante's tests, they are worth looking up. Um, something else I have on here. If you are getting some kind of a scholarship, make sure you have read your scholarship. So sometimes the scholarship will pay you, not pay you, they'll pay your school based on the credit hour only up to a certain amount of credit hours. Sometimes your scholarship is a specific dollar amount where they'll pay $5,000, whatever it might be. Mm. Other times your sorry, Harley's being sassy over here. Other times your scholarship may say, we will pay for two full semesters for you. So if it is a lump sum, or they say we're going to pay for us full semester, two full semesters, whatever it might be, make the most use of that. So what I mean by that is if you find a scholarship that'll pay for a semester, Maybe take five classes instead of four. That's still a full semester load. Four is. But if you take a fifth one and can handle taking a fifth one, you'll be able to finish that much faster. So same thing if you get a lump sum. Hopefully that lump sum, you will have a semester or two, like two or three semesters to use it. But if you've got one semester to use $5,000, whatever it might be, Take advantage of it and make sure that the amount of classes you're signing up for equal that full scholarship amount. So this way you're not leaving any of that money on the table. So that's a suggestion that I have as well. So I've definitely did that before where I used my GI Bill and they pay you months. Like they don't care what degree program you're taking. They don't care how many classes you take towards that degree program. So there were a lot of times where I would take more than the recommended amount of classes to try to save some of my scholarship for later. So I will get into GI Bill stuff now um, because I have a lot of experience 
with the GI Bill side of things. So if you know of anybody that has served or has a GI Bill, or maybe you have a GI Bill and you have some questions and you want to know what you can do or what you can't do. So for the GI Bill, they give you 36 months of benefits. And that sounds like it's only three years of college. When you take 36 and divide it by 12, that's three years. But it is 36 months of benefits. And most of the time in a traditional school setting, you don't go to class 12 months out of the year. Most of the time, there's going to be an extended winter break, there's going to be a spring break, there's going to be some kind of summer break, even if you take summer courses. So your 36 months will cover a four-year degree, but this comes back to the way that scholarship, it's not really a scholarship, your GI Bill, it's something different, but the way it's written, you have 36 months They don't care how many classes you take. They don't care what kind of classes you take, like what level of education. They don't care. They're going to pay you for 36 months of benefits, and that is it. So you can be smart and strategic with those 36 months if you want to be. So what I did, I made sure I started using my tuition assistance while I was still actively serving. I tested out of 58 college credits while I was still serving and right after I got out. So that left me with, to finish my bachelor's, nine months of school is all it took for me to finish my bachelor's because I was taking five classes at a time while working full time. I, I will agree, sounds a little crazy, but if you are determined, you can make it work. So I did that, finished my bachelor's in nine months out of my, for my GI Bill. Then I went back to school for a master's, and my master's was a 15-month program that I finished in 11 with a 3.98 GPA while working full-time. So there were a couple of semesters where I was going what was considered double full-time. So full-time for my MBA program was two courses, two eight-week courses, and there were a few semesters where I was taking four eight-week courses instead. So something to think about. And the GI Bill paid for all of it because they didn't care if I was taking two, three, or four classes. The important piece was that I was considered full-time and they foot the bill for all of it. So now I have 18 months left of my GI Bill and I'm going back for a doctoral program to be paid for by my GI Bill because I was able to save so many months. Now it's a 32-month program. And the way I think I have it worked out here, I should be able to finish it in 20 months. So I will pay for one eight-week course out of pocket for my bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degree. And that's almost, not quite, but if I can finish in 20 months here, it'll be just under seven years of schooling where I will have paid for one college class out of pocket. And I don't want you to think, oh, well, now I'm out of the Marine Corps. You started all this way before you got out. Now I'm just screwed and I have to... No. You can still take the CLEP test and the Dante's test. You can still apply for outside scholarships. You can still do all of these things. See if your employer offers tuition assistance. There are so many things out there 
that you can still do, whether you're actively serving in the military, whether you've gotten out of the military, whether you've never joined the military. So many things you can do to help lessen the burden of what schooling can cost. So I've got one more tip here for veterans that have a GI Bill. So they do pay you. They pay not only your tuition, but you do get a stipend for books. And you also get BAH, which is basic allowance for housing. And that BAH amount is determined based on where you live in the United States. So if you get out of the military and you are serving and you decide to live in Indiana, you may get a different rate than someone who got out and is living in Florida because those are two different states. And depending where you, on where you live in each state, the cost of living is different. So for me, in order to speed up my college education experience, I went online for all my degrees. I got my bachelor's online, my master's online, and I'll be getting my doctorate online as well. I like the way the courses are structured. I like the way I can go right from one course to the next course to the next one to the next one without much of a break. I don't have a big long winter break or a big long summer break where I get out of the groove of what I already have going. I lost my train of thought on that one too. Sorry about that. Um, So it's important to get in a rhythm, stay in your rhythm with schooling. That's why I loved online. I remember where I was going with that. So I loved the online learning from that perspective. And the one downside to going to school online with the GI Bill is you get half the national average of BAH. So instead of getting, let's say where you live, $1,500, you would get $900 if your school is online because I think the national average is $1,800. So it winds up being $900 if you're going to school online. But there is a workaround for that and I've done it before, so it does work. <laughs> so if you are going to class, going to school completely online, you may live near some kind of a community college or university that may offer a class in person that you can do for your degree program. So my school, Thomas Edison State University, is based out of New Jersey. And I've lived in North Carolina now for more years than I can count. So when I was going back to school for my bachelor's and master's, I lived in North Carolina, but my school was in New Jersey. It was all online. They didn't they don't even offer any in-person classes. But my local community college offered a public speaking class. And I needed a public speaking class for my degree program. So I reached out to Thomas Edison and to the local community college and said, hey, I want to take a class at this community college and have it transfer back to Thomas Edison for credit. And everyone said, absolutely. I filled out the right paperwork. And all of a sudden, instead of only getting eight or $900, because it was a few years ago, instead of only getting eight or $900, I got the full twelve or thirteen hundred dollars in BAH for the whole length of time that I was going to one class in person. So where I was living, it had a cheaper cost of living, so I didn't make that much extra. But where I live right now, I think the BAH is like eighteen hundred dollars a month, and for me going back to school online, 
it's $900 is all I get. So it's a give and take there with what you want and what you need. If you can take a class, one class in person, go ahead and do that. But I know with people's schedules and trying to work, trying to fit in one class on a college campus may be hard or difficult or almost impossible. So that maybe won't work for you, but that's another tip that I have. If you have a GI Bill and you're looking to get the full BAH, because that BAH gets paid directly to you. It doesn't go to the school, doesn't go through the school first, it doesn't get taxed. That money goes right to you in your pocket, do what you want with it. So something to think about there. So that is my list of tips that I have for getting your college education paid for or significantly reduced in price. So I'm going to run through this list one more time. Fill out your FAFSA. Now is the time to fill out your FAFSA. See if your employer offers tuition assistance. Some employers do, some employers do not. The military definitely does. See if there's some kind of scholarship out there for you. Your work may offer a scholarship. You may find a scholarship specific to your personal life events, whatever that might be for you. Look it up and feel free to use all different types of terms. In your search, when you're looking for scholarships, something will pop up, I'm sure, of it for you. Look into taking CLEP and Dante's tests where you can get college credit for taking a test. Way cheaper, saves you a whole lot more time. If, depending on what your scholarship is, use it to the maximum. Even if that means taking five classes instead of four or six classes instead of four, whatever it might be. If you are a veteran and you have a GI Bill, use those 36 months wisely. Go ahead and take the Clep and Dante's test to save some of your months for later. So not only can you go back to a traditional college with your GI Bill, but you can also get different tests paid for with your GI Bill. I think they'll pay for your Clep and Dante's test, but to me it wasn't worth the money. It would have taken up, I think, a whole month of benefits and it was not worth that for an 80 or $90 test to use up the thousands of dollars worth of tuition plus um, BAH plus, you know. So kind of weigh the pro and con on that. But if you're looking to get a really expensive certification of some sort of vocational certification, whatever it might be, look into seeing if the GI Bill can pay for that for you because that's an option as well. So use your GI Bill to its maximum benefit Remember, you've got 36 months to do whatever you want with it. And if you have a GI Bill, try to take one class in person if you can, because you'll make that much more in BAH potentially, or at least a little bit more in BAH, depending on where you live. So I do want to pause here for a second and just kind of run through why I wanted to talk about this today. So I wanted to talk about this today because I... For me personally, I think college education can be important, but I don't think everyone needs to get a college education. I'm not one of those people where I think every high schooler should leave high school and go to college. I think college education can be what you want it to be. 
It can be what you make out of it, that college education. I personally got my bachelor's and master's because I wanted to be a CPA. I will still get my CPA license at some point, but I now want my doctoral degree. I've got a lot of reasons for my doctoral degree, one of them being I love secondary education and I would love to possibly teach secondary education one day with an online platform, which I'm very, very comfortable and familiar with. So I love secondary education. I think it's something everyone should at least consider and weigh the pros and cons. Now, the way I did it, I did not go into a bunch of student loan debt. That is not what I'm recommending you do just to get a random ass bachelor's. Please do not go back to school for a random bachelor's just to have a bachelor's and get into debt by a hundred plus thousand dollars, please don't do that. That makes zero logical sense for anybody. I don't care who you are. Zero logical sense. When I say random bachelor's, I mean you get a bachelor's in history, but you really are like a plumber. That's okay. If you love history and want to go back to school for history, That's great, and I hope you do, but I hope you don't rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt just to have a piece of paper. I think if you have a clear career path that you're pursuing that maybe needs a bachelor's or master's, whatever it might be, that I think is a different story. And there are a lot of um, jobs out there that require that bachelor's that maybe shouldn't require it, but they do. (laughs) So I get it where you're going to possibly need some kind of a bachelor's degree for a future job. I just don't want you to go back to school for something, spend a bunch of money or rack up a bunch of debt and then work in a completely different field. Now that's okay if you think I'm going to be an elementary school teacher. So you go back to school, get your bachelor's in early childhood education, whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden, after three years of teaching, you say, wow, this, I can't stand this. And then you go decide to be a plumber. That's completely fine. To me, you were still justified in going to get that bachelor's because it was for a specific purpose. Hopefully you didn't rack up a bunch of debt doing it. But I was hoping to release this episode to just kind of show people that there's different ways to do it. You don't have to go to a traditional college. You don't have to go to school right out of high school. You don't have to take four full years to finish your bachelor's degree. You don't have to get a master's. All these things you don't actually have to do unless you want to. Don't be forced down a rabbit hole and do not force your children, your nieces, your nephews, your grandkids, whoever, down that rabbit hole of you need to graduate high school, go to college, get a four-year degree, let them have options. Give yourself options. Give yourself options of how to pay for it without racking up student debt. Give yourself options with everything, with how your degree, how your career is going to look. Take those Clep and Dante's tests. Finish your bachelor's in two or three years instead of four. 
whatever works for you. Maybe you are a single mama working, you know, and you're trying to go back to school so you can either make extra money in your current job or get a new better job, whatever it might be. So maybe a bachelor's takes you eight years instead of four. That's fine. I guess I wanted this episode for a lot of reasons to show that there are different ways to do it. There are different ways to get it done. There are different ways. I feel like this is relates to everything. There are different ways to do everything. There are different ways you can shape your life. Do not let somebody tell you how you have to do it. Do not feel backed into a corner when your advisor is telling you you should only be taking four classes or you really need to take these four classes in person. If you want to do an online option or if you want to clep out of some of those classes... You either ignore your advisor or get a new one. And you do what you need to do for your college education. Okay, so I feel like I've gone a little bit down the rabbit hole slash ranting here. But you've got options. You've got lots of different ways. You do not have to go into serious debt to get your degree. There are so many other things you can do instead. So... I hope you enjoyed today's episode, something completely different, and we'll be back next week with some, with a whole nother different topic, I promise, something very different than this. I can't believe it's springtime. I put some of my little babies out in the garden this week, and I'm very excited about that. Can't wait to put all of my little babies out in the garden, but that won't be till like beginning of May, middle of May, so for now, they're just... In, my cl- in one of my closets and in my pantry, I've got little plant babies, hundreds of plant babies everywhere in my house. So maybe we'll do an episode on something like that next week, little plant babies for your garden. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. Feel free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. If you liked this episode and you learned something, maybe you want to share it with somebody who is going back to school, maybe a friend, a family member, co-worker, whatever it might be. Maybe you're trying to go back to school. Feel free to share this with anybody who they think maybe needs to hear some of the ways that they can save money by going back to school. Lots of ways to do it. Another quick thing that I thought of here at the end, your textbooks. You do not have to buy all the textbooks new from the bookstore. Check out Amazon Rentals. That's one of my favorite things to do is to get the textbooks rented from Amazon and then return them when they're done. And it's way cheaper to do it that way than to buy the $300 textbook that you only use once. So something else to think about that I thought of. (laughs) So thank you for tuning in. Feel free to share this, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. May you be well, may you be happy, and may you have the courage to pursue your dreams.